Hi, Karen. It's so wonderful to see you on this November 6th. Wow. <laughs> this morning I heard Christmas carols on the radio. What is time? Are you serious? I did. I, I was pretty mad about it. I yelled the, at the radio. Yeah. Oh my God. I, all right. So I have, I'm on a group chat and let me just stop and say, Katie, it is wonderful to see you as well. Listeners, sneak preview. We also upload. So you are listening to this probably on a podcast player. We also upload these to YouTube just as audio files, right? And I have an app that does it when it comes out on Spotify or Apple, it just puts it on YouTube. And I want us to experiment with like actually having video, not just like the logo and the sound, but like actual video of us because of course we're recording on Zoom. This is a long way of saying that we just couldn't do it today. We couldn't. We were going to. <laughs> I love your transparency, Karen. Oh we God. were going to. Listeners, we were we had this grand plan of like, I mean, I I know that in my mind I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna do my makeup. I'm definitely going to uh have it like be really chill going into this call with Karen. Like, and then I'm gonna be so calm and just like high vibe. Nope. I was 20 minutes late, didn't send you the Zoom link. I am wearing my pajamas. It is 4 35 p.m. I am wearing Tyler's beanie and I have my glasses on. I haven't even gotten around to putting in my contacts today. So we're postponing that plan. Yep. Nope. I uh, kept putting my hair in a bun. And so now I have just like wispies everywhere. I am upstairs in our house because MLB is teaching downstairs in my office where I usually am. And this is one of those moments when the age difference really surfaces for me. Mm. And I realized that I am in a different season of life than my partner who can sit in a 90 degree room and be just fine. Okay. The 90 degree room though, because you two switched. So you don't usually go to their office, I would assume, like during the day to like do like normal activities, oh. right? Where you usually see me, that's my office. Yes. And I am upstairs, right? And so, and you know, yeah, uh, oh, I'm no. not usually up here at this time of day. And it is evening and they had the heater on in this room and it was literally 90 degrees in here and they're just chilling like a okay. toucan. <laughs> like a toucan in Macau, just walking away in a rainforest. I don't actually know if there is a rainforest in Macau, but you get it. Like there's Macau is pretty warm. Um, I don't know why I said Macau, but anyway, the point is, does MLB usually set the temperature that high? Is that like a normal thing or was today where they just super super freezing i think they're just cold it's it got really cold here it's probably only in the 40s right now oh. in indianapolis yeah it snowed yesterday oh, on no, halloween what? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm yeah such a bummer I, know. I like have a moment of silence i don't even know what to say <laughs> that's so awful i'm sorry God. so Yes. Wow. I feel like I was going to come back to a question that you had or a point you made, but I don't know. Oh, it was the YouTube. We were like so hot on doing YouTube stuff and we were so excited. And then we were talking about time and then we were talking about how it's November 6th. And it's OK. It's it'll come back potentially during this conversation, potentially at 4 a.m. Hopefully not at 4 a.m. Exactly. I just yes, I will put a bow on the YouTube. I'm sweaty. It's late here. We're not doing YouTube this week, but someday, 
listeners, you will be able to log into the Rebellious Magazine YouTube page and see our lovely faces. Yes. I mean, I would be fine doing it every time. I think we just have to like try it out. And then like from there, it's just it's just a go. Yes, exactly. I love that so much. Are we I mean, potentially we could even get YouTube sponsorships. You never know. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yes. I mean, friends, tell your friends, please, because (laughs) you never know. (laughs) You never know connect us with all of the people except i was listening to her podcast from last week on how i slammed target and like all of their shirts that say like (laughs) what you mentioned like they're like pro alcoholism shirts and like it's you know like so not target please don't connect us to target but outside of target we have i mean we have standards i guess i guess i'm not anti-target honestly i'm just anti those shirts not that department of Target. Fair. Yes. Soap. Great. Greeting cards. Yes. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. Weird, trendy purses that fall apart immediately. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. Also throw pillow section, please. Ooh. Mm. The problematic magnolia section of the home decor department. It looks so quality, Karen. It is so deceiving. I mean, it's so quality that when you pick it up and it's like so, like, I was going to say sumptuous. That's not the word that I wanted. <laughs> My brain is fracturing. But like, it's, I can't, it's the wrong word. Anyway, the point is, is that Magnolia stuff looks amazing. And then it, and then it isn't after a bit. Oh my gosh. I have so much Magnolia stuff because when I moved into my last place in Chicago, I lived within walking distance of the Target. And before I got a car, that's all I did was walk to Target, fill up the large, you know, the Target bags they have that like will fit a toddler in them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like truck it back home with my toddler sized Target bags full of weird home decor shit. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Oh, Target. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would be open to entertaining the possibility of a Target sponsorship if that came about, but. Case by case. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Also, Halloween. How was it? So it was last night because listeners today is for us in real time, November 1st. But how did it go last night with you and MLB? Did you pass out some candy? Well, see what happened was (laughs) we got really, we were so tired yesterday. Oh, no. And (laughs) it was cold. It snowed. Then we didn't go buy the candy. Then we didn't have costumes. And at a certain point, we were just like, do you just want to drink wine and watch the Gilmore Girls? And I was like, yeah. And so we turned off all the lights and we closed the curtains and we watched the Gilmore Girls and ate fried chicken and drank wine and didn't give out candy. I'm so happy for you, Karen. I really, really am. I genuinely am. That's amazing. I mean, that is modeling self-care right there, people. Like, that is true self-care. Oh, and was it fun? I mean, it was great. I uh, this, is, this is the one where I come out as watching the Gilmore Girls, but one of my coworkers, damn you, Kate, has me watching Gilmore Girls, has both of us watching it. And at first we were hate watching it, and now we're invested, and I'm really mad about it. Really? I've never seen one episode. Oh, Gilmore yeah. Girls. I've heard it's, it's I've heard it's good though. You like it? I like it right now. I've heard that things 
go off the rails starting season five and that I shouldn't watch seasons five, six, and seven because I'll be so disappointed what they do to these characters, but that I also won't be able to stop myself. So here we are. Okay, so you're talking about Gilmore Girls from like 90s and early 2000s because I know they had a reboot, didn't they? Like, Oh, yeah, yes. Are you watching the reboot or are you watching like the OG version? I am watching the OG 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, well, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll make that one of my like winter series. I don't know. We'll see. I love that you did that, honestly. I really, really do. Did you get anyone to knock out your door? No, you know, this neighborhood's so organized. They had the map with the little pumpkins on it. Oh, and right. I feel like the kids were like, well, your light's not on. You're not on the pumpkin map. We'll just keep pushing. Also, I don't know how many kids were out yesterday. Like I said, it was like really cold here. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Some kids were like, I just want to eat chicken and watch Gilmore Girls and not go <laughs> trick-or-treating. That's possible too, you know? <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely would not feel bad if I were you because I also did nothing. I went to, a, <gasps> well, I went to a dance class, which was fun, but then I also just put out a bunch of the like bottom shelf. Well, I would imagine they're your lowest tier of Halloween candy. Um, They were all different types of Tootsie Rolls. Like, like, <laughs> Listeners, I wish you could see Karen. She, you have never looked more disappointed in me. Never. Not once. <laughs> Just a look of repulsion. <laughs> like, you know, the cherry Tootsie Rolls, the grape Tootsie Rolls. Like, you know, that shit is so bad. And the reason why I got it was because I was like, well, hopefully some kid is going to love this stuff because Tyler and I won't touch it. Like, there's no way we'll ever touch it. It will never, you know. <laughs> so so I put it out. I went to my dance class. I came back from my dance class. I put it out on like a chair that's like in our driveway because our um, our front door is like on the side of our house. Doesn't matter. That's too much detail. The point is, is that it was like almost gone. But then Tyler oh. brought it in at like eight thirty, and he he was like he was like, okay, well, there's like a bowl, left, like a small bowl left. Do you want me to just throw it away, or do you want me to wait because I have some girlfriends coming this weekend? And I was like, it's fine, just wait. I'll just put it in a bowl. Maybe they'll eat it. But none, neither of us are going to eat it. If my friends don't eat it, it's going in the trash. But outside of the Tootsie Roll conversation, I do just want to put a pin in the concept of people having trick-or-treater anxiety when they don't want to give out candy because this is so real I don't know if you and MLB had the anxiety but like last last night there were trick-or-treaters at like 8 15 and that seems kind of late for me but like it was I mean whatever it was fine they were like getting the stuff off of our driveway whatever but like we Tyler and I went upstairs to go to bed around 9 30 and I heard like either noises outside or what and I was just like that's weird and so we like we put our lights on and when there was nobody there but we do have a motion sensor light that was like you know like going on and off and I was like okay that's either a squirrel that's invisible or it's like someone who's like running in front of our house anyway and so I was like hey I really want to put on our outdoor lights we always have our outdoor lights turned off and at night and I was like I want to put these on and he was like no he's like I I can't I can't I, I don't think that's a good idea and I was like what? I'm like, it's 930. And he's like, what if someone knocks on the door? Like, what if they want candy? And I was like, I 
am doing this as a safety issue and he's like okay and like he like had nothing to say like he's like he's not gonna fight me on like you know me feeling safe thank god but like anyway the point is is that also yesterday I was talking to my mom who's in Michigan three hours earlier than me and I was like oh hey what are you doing she used to be like the biggest trick-or-treat candy giver out or ever with my grandmother and I was you know like even when I was like in college and stuff anyway she's like I don't do this anymore I don't think she's done it since my grandmother passed away and she's like I actually am making cookies and I think I'm going to go into the basement and make them down there in one of the um the, or in the oven downstairs because I don't want anyone to think I'm home I'm gonna turn all the lights off and I was like that, what I was like mom that's like a really shitty oven have you used that in the past like three I don't know 30 years probably she has she's like yelling at the podcast right now saying yes I do every day Katie but like the point <laughs> is is that like so then I was like mom you don't have to worry like it's okay if you don't want to give out candy she's like uh, well she felt so awkward about it so by the end of the conversation I was like okay well what are you gonna do tonight and, and it, we had been talking for like 30 minutes and she was like I'm gonna leave and I was like oh <laughs> I was like, you're going to like leave, leave your house? And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to go somewhere for two hours. And I was like, okay. Like that is a, wow. that's, that anxiety is real. Sorry, I'm calling you out, mom, but that's, that's some real stuff. It is real. I mean, like I said, we closed all the curtains, which we never do. Totally. Oh yeah. Had the light off, which we also never do. Like we have a porch light. Yeah, no, it is real. Like, ah, I don't want to have to explain to anybody that I don't have any candy. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, okay, this is the last thing I'll say about this because I feel like this is becoming our entire podcast. But the point is, is that one of my, someone I work with, she has a daughter who is um, very, very autistic. And so she doesn't like candy. Her daughter doesn't. And she's very particular about who she's around. So like trick or treating is like way too much for her. And so my friend was like, I was asking her yesterday, I was like, well, what are you going to do? Is your, does your daughter want to trick or treat? She's like, she does. But she, what we do is we have friends that are these safe friends that we go only to their houses. And so like, they know my daughter and they give her things that she likes. Like, we'll like, she'll say trick or treat and they'll come out with like, like a croissant like she really likes like salty things and then like another place and like my friend has like curated all of this of course and it's like I'm like that is actually really beautiful and she's like she doesn't know the difference like it's you know she's still having the Halloween experience like how cool is that I love that I want to do that for myself actually <laughs> right <laughs> I wouldn't mind being like trick-or-treat thank you for the baguette <laughs> yes exactly oh my gosh it's that is genius. I I just love how creative people are and I mean we've talked about our own 70s 80s parenting and I feel like modern parents are built different and I feel like 70s 80s if you had sensory issues if you could not for whatever reason go trick or treating you're shit out of luck. You are out of luck and you're probably going to get yelled at. Did you say <laughs> thank you at the door? Did you like, did you say like, did you like, did you say trick or treat? You always have to say trick or treat. Like some kids like can't absorb that. Like it's like the sensory overload. Like it's too much. Like they don't know. And then they have meltdowns and then it's like, and then the parents get mad over the meltdowns and it's like, wait, now there's so much awareness. Childhood development has come so far. And it's like, oh, this child is having a meltdown because they're oversensitized. Like, it's like, this is too much for them. Like this is, I mean, it's a very unnatural thing to like, go to someone else's house 
when you talk about stranger danger all the time and just be like, hey, I'm just going to take some food from you person that I don't even know. Like that's, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, let's not deconstruct trick-or-treating too much because it really is completely absurd. It is. It is actually absurd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. You're right. Okay. All right. Well, enough on that. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. To our lovely topic. Feel free to go take it away because this was your idea. I love it. <laughs> Another seamless segue. So, listeners, last week, I'm sure you will remember that we talked about rewriting or challenging the narratives we have about ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And Katie and I were very vulnerable in that conversation. Please clap. Yes. And it got me thinking about... <laughs> So it's one thing for you to challenge the narrative you have about yourself and to change how you see yourself and what you're capable of. But then it's also the narratives that other people have about you. And how do you change and challenge those, especially as you're trying to be different, as you're trying to be a different person, as you're trying to grow and evolve and do new things. And you have these people who are around you who are like, oh my God, no, Katie, you don't cook. What are you talking about? Like. This kind mm -hmm. of shit. Oh, it's so real. When you texted this to me the other day, I was like, damn, I could talk about that for so long. Like, that's 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 a very charged topic. I mean, it's like, like it's one thing, like you said, to like talk about the narratives that we give to ourselves. But it is another thing when we know how people perceive us. And like, you know, it it might not even be overt. It could be just an energy. Like you just know, like what you're saying in terms of like someone saying like, you never do that. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Or like, oh, that's so you, Karen. That's so, like, you know, like that. And then I've yes. had people say that to me before and I'm like, it is? Like, I, what? No. Like, oh, I could totally see you doing that. I literally had this happen actually. What was it? It was like six months ago. I was at a bar with a bunch of friends, some of whom I didn't know, one of whom I did know, or I do know. Um, and they were two of the girls were talking to each other, but not with me. And I knew like it just so happened that I could like eavesdrop like easily. And because there was like a break in the group conversation and they were talking about this older woman who was in this like super I don't even know, like colorful outfit, like almost like peacock feathers and like all this other like that's going to be Katie when she's 90. And then the other one's yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then the other one's like, oh, for sure. And then they laughed about it. And I looked over Wait, at her and I was like. And I, I honestly wasn't offended. It was just kind of interesting. Like, I was like, all right, she's just owning, like, that woman is, like, sitting by herself, owning her shit, totally living her best life. Like, she actually seemed very happy. And, like, I loved her colorful outfit, so maybe they're fucking right. But, like, it also <laughs> makes me, like, oh, that's how people see me? That I wear, like, that I'm going to go to bars alone when I'm 90? And, like, you know, I don't know. Like, you could, you, now I'm getting mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> good getting mad is good this is great right exactly back to the anger yes <laughs> you overheard them though they weren't saying this to you they were saying this about you to each other correct yes so it was just well, who weird does that? it's it, uh, it, that's the right question yeah i don't know but you know exactly what I'm saying. It's like like when yes. people are like, oh my gosh, Karen, I could totally see you doing whatever. And it's like, do you ever think, well, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Do you ever think that? Yes, I do. 
I don't feel like I have, I'm so mad for you now. Like, listen, bitches, I can hear you're using your outside voices, bitches. I can hear you. Mm -hmm. Um, I lent her that that. outfit. I should have said that. I should have been like, hey, bitches, I can hear you. (laughs) That would have been so awesome, honestly. (gasps) Oh, gosh. I wish you were there, Karen. That would have been fucking badass. They would have been like, oh, we're just kidding. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. And then back to the kidding thing. So, yeah. Yes. Oh, damn it. Anyway. Watch out, Ben. When I come visit. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Knives out, bitches. (laughs) That's just really shitty. Okay, anyway, we don't have to unpack that. You know what's shitty. I know what's shitty. People listening know what's shitty. I feel like my, what comes up for me initially is that I have a lot of people in my life who I have known for a very long time. Yes. Like, I I have people I've known. I have people in my life now, one of whom I think listens to this. Hi, Sarah. I met Sarah in like the sixth grade. seventh grade right and I Sarah is not one of these people that I'm about to describe because I feel like we just have we are the same people but we are different people and we allow each other that right like I'm just gonna meet you where you are now we pick up where we've left off like just really appreciate her so much I also have other people though who are like oh well you don't do that or oh I know the one that really got me is I started um as we've established, I was a I was a husky kid, right? Hated sports, didn't play sports. And as I got older, as an adult, when I could choose my own adventure, I started biking. I started doing different things. I took karate classes. And I just had one friend in particular who just like could not get past the fact that I was working out. What? Like, yeah. They like would say like out loud. They would say oh my God. all the time. Like, would, oh, no. like, laugh when they stopped. Like, if I ran into her at the gym, she would start laughing at me. Like, oh, my God. It's just so funny to see you in workout clothes. Oh, my God, Karen. No. Oh, fuck yes. that bitch. No. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Right? I'm very angry for you. Yeah. That is not cool. <laughs> right? Like, Who just says that. Like, what? Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, she came and took a karate class when I was training in karate, like, oh my God, look at you in your little uniform. Like, right, this kind of shit. Like, she had decided in her mind, like, oh, you are not the kind of person who works out or you are not the size of a person or who works out or whatever it was. The narrative that she had told herself about me Mm -hmm. and nothing I did was going to change that for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry, Karen. I really am. That's so hard. Like, how did that make you feel? I mean, I felt really shitty and I was like, well, I felt really shitty initially. And then I had to remember I rode 500 fucking miles on this bike or like I have a yellow belt in karate or, you know, like I run five K's like at the time, not now, you know, like I, I feel like I, I have changed this narrative about myself and you just haven't caught up and that's your problem, not mine. Like your weird perception of me from that is cemented in your brain from however long ago is no longer my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. You got to that place. Yeah. I mean, it takes such an enormous amount of like courage to like look at that in yourself, in yourself and then metabolize it in like a healthier way. Healthy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that is the kind of thing that comes up when I think about like, other people have these notions of me 
that don't match who I am now. And how do you how do you challenge that? Or people have made up their minds who you're going to be when you're 90. Oh, totally. Totally. Yes, exactly. Right. I mean, it's oh, gosh, there's so many to this. Like there's mm. this, there's it's so deep, you know, because it's like it also is about how people show up around you like at least for me like I have a lot of people that show up around me that I I can't even it's hard for me to articulate but like they definitely think that I'm like for lack of a better term a goody two-shoes for sure oh yeah like definitely someone who either never swears or never says anything negative or never does like it's like there's I don't there's like this like this nervousness that I feel from some people sometimes these are not people that I'm really close to but I've had enough of this over my life that it's like there's that and there's this narrative also that like and I know that there are people listening that have said this to me and it's okay it is but it's also this is something that somewhat irks me sometimes is this concept that everything I touch turns to gold And like, that is something people have said to me before. And it's like, so for example, I moved to San Francisco when I was 22 and lived there until I was 38. And, you know, like I made it work. And so it's like, I touched it and it turned to gold or like I became a freelance writer and then I became successful. And it's like, I think the thing that bothers me about that is that like, it doesn't actually look at like the hard part and it doesn't like it doesn't show me in like a full humanity you know like it's actually like I I think then I feel like I have to show up as this goody two-shoes or I have to show up as this perfectionist and it's like that's something that I'm like really challenging and it's like those are things that I mean those are some of the things that the closest people to me do honestly like Tyler thankfully not being one of them one of the things that I liked the most about him I have not talked about this in so long but like he like when I used to date guys they would always put me on a pedestal and I fucking hated it it was so unattractive it was like oh my god Katie you I don't even know like I was just like what the fuck are you even talking about like you're not seeing me how I'm seeing me so I don't even know what you're saying I'm just a normal person and Tyler never not once has he put me on a pedestal that sounds really bad it's actually very positive but like he sees me as like an equal and like he doesn't like look at me like oh like not I'm just like (laughs) throwing up (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it just, I don't, it makes me feel very lonely, honestly. Like when mm. people treat me that way, it like makes me feel like I am alone. I don't actually belong to a group because if I belong to a group, then everyone would see every part of their humanity. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. It's really, that is a very insightful observation about this phenomenon. And, you know, the whole everything you touch turns to gold thing also negates the work you've done not just exactly. the hard part but like Midas the whole that whole that expression comes from the myth the Greek myth right of Midas everything he touches literally turns to gold and all he has to do is touch it yes you're not just touching shit you're like hustling and working you are doing a million different jobs you're you, not only are you writing you're your own marketing director you have to do business development like oh my god the work involved in what you're doing to be successful it's shitty to negate all of that and to render it invisible because other people can't see it and just reminds me of the whole duck thing like that when you that ducks when you see them on the water are just gliding but underneath their legs are like furiously paddling right like perfect metaphor 
the fear you don't see the furiously pedaling doesn't mean it's not happening totally totally that's so real thank you karen i really appreciate that i feel so seen i really do honestly thank you i mean that's exactly what it is and it's like i do honestly think that these people who are saying this it's a compliment from them like they're trying to be kind to me but it just others me in some way like i don't know it just doesn't make me feel like like i'm not like in on the joke like i'm just you know i I don't know it just feels kind of icky but there is one other thing that came up when you were texting me and i'm like so nervous to say this because this is not something that people know about me or even like interest that i have like how do i say this um i feel like the majority of people in my world do not see me as someone who like this is so awful. I don't know how to say it. I might cut this, but like, oh, no. <laughs> like someone who's like a sexual being that is honestly mm. like, there is this, like, I don't know how to explain it, but this, like, uh, I was going to say neutering and it's not neutering, but it's like, it's just so way too close to home for my experience lately. But like, but the point is, is that, is that like, there's like, I have definitely been in situations where I will see women. Okay. So this is actually where it comes from. So I used to have, um, an aunt who has since passed. She actually, I saw her as an aunt, but she actually was technically my cousin's, um, wife, but she's much, much, much older. And she passed away when she was in her fifties. It was super sad. And she, Karen, her name was Rhonda. She dressed so sexy. Like she really (laughs) did. She did. She wore skin tight mini dresses all the time didn't give a fuck like she did not and it wasn't like she was like a certain size like she would fluctuate as everyone does and like she like she just owned it I mean honestly like I've never seen a woman that I'm super close with be like that where they're not apologizing for like oh I know this is kind of low cut right now but like you know (laughs) my like my v-neck is a little bit no it's like she's not wearing camisoles under her v-necks she is like just owning it and she's out there and it's like Oh my God. It was so eye-opening to me because I was like, oh, she has no apology. She's just who she is. And she was totally respected for it. She was such a cool person. And like, I really, I honestly really miss her. Um, She's someone who I was really close to when I moved to San Francisco. She lived in Berkeley anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm still close to her husband, who is my mom's cousin and, and their child um, who actually is the guy who I went to the Indian wedding for. That is her son. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. Okay. Full circle. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, the point is, is that she dressed so sexy and she was like, and it wasn't like, I don't even want to say it wasn't inappropriate because what the fuck does that even mean? Like she was just super happy to be like showing off what she felt good in. And it wasn't like she didn't seemingly, I'm sure she had her own insecurities that I didn't know anything about, but it's like, I want that, Karen. I do. And I know that if I showed up in a fucking skin tight mini dress at some brewery in Bend, people would be like, oh, my God. Like, are you dressing up for Halloween in February? Like, what? Like, But you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm fucking doing it. I'm like, I want to do this so badly because I am a sexual person. Like, I am a normal person in the world. And I'm not like, does that make sense? You are not Barbie. Thank you. You have parts. Are all parts of you. I totally know what you mean. Oh my God. Okay. You're going to hate this. Please cut it. (laughs) 
I might cut this entire episode. We'll see. Oh my God. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> People log in. That's just. Eerie. I know, exactly. <laughs> I went a little long with the trigger treating <laughs> tangent. But yes, like there's, you'll hear 30 seconds, people. <sighs> oh my God. I will admit this. I did get this from the Gilmore Girls. They make this reference to this. But like what I'm picturing for you, Katie, is Greece. Ooh. Like. Early in Greece, Olivia Newton-John to like leather pants, cigarettes, stilettos, Olivia Newton-John. Like, oh, hell yes. This is the like, this is the Sandra D transformation I am picturing for you. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you just pulled that out. That is so good. That is so (laughs) fucking good. That is like so on the nose, Karen. I need to get some leather pants. Skin tight leather pants. (laughs) Yes. And I think she's wearing like a tube top. Yes. Yes. She's got the like roller set curls. I really, I love this for you. I want this to happen. I want people to be like, I want people to do like triple takes when they see you. Totally. That's what I want too. And it's like, it's also for me, you know, like, it's just like, I just want to like show up at parties and like not give a fuck if I have a low cut tube top on or whatever. That just doesn't make sense. But like a low cut. <laughs> See, I'm like really, really good at this. <laughs> like I'm still getting the wording proper, but right. Okay. I can't talk, but you get it. Yes. And I want you to channel your inner Rhonda. What yes. would Rhonda do? What would Rhonda wear to this party? Yes. You're so right. That actually is. It's so interesting you say that because like I actually wrote an entire essay I guess you could say to John her husband who I'm still really close with and it was basically not explicitly about like being sexual but like ever but I would never talk to him about that he's like late 70s but anyway the point is is that like Mm. I told him what she meant to me and like what Mm. you know and he's never mentioned it and like it's okay like that's not ever something that I would ever like follow up on like that he was in you know, it, it was like very soon after she passed away, but it, I just needed to get it out. Like I needed to get it out because it was like, what would Rhonda do in so many situations? And I mean, of course she was not a perfect person, but like in specifically how she expressed herself and like how she just, it was just the unapologetic nature of herself. And I think that's something that it would honestly cause, it would, I, I it would result in comments from people in my life, like without question, like, that would be like a thing. So that's like how other people would perceive me. They would be like, what is this what you're doing now what like that's <laughs> I, I don't know if they would be that mean about it honestly but like it would just I would know you know <laughs> yes oh my god I love this for you oh it has to happen it has to happen okay well when it happens I will text you my new outfit I do actually have a little back black dress that I could zhuzh up and see if I can try that at some point we'll see I might I mean cut three inches off at either end of it Yes, there you go. Top and the bottom, so it's just it's three inches. That's it. That's <laughs> going super extreme. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being a safe place for me to tell you this vulnerable thing Thank that God. I have about me. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really I appreciate that because I feel like that is a perfect example of the way that other people project their opinions onto you. Yes. And how, like I said, how do you shift that? And I think we've talked about, wait, what is your studio called? Oh my God. It's got a funny name. Oh, it's Sexay? Yes. <laughs> like literally. Okay. It's S. Are you talking about my dance studio? Yes. Yes. It's literally Sexay. And I say it weirdly because it's 
pronounced or it's pronounced it's uh spelled s-e-k-s-e and there's a hyphen over the last e and i mean i cannot tell you how much i rolled my eyes when i first you know like yeah when i first started going but now i'm obsessed with it because everyone is a pole dancer and it's like a total like i take a hip-hop class and it's not like overtly sexual but it's definitely that direction you know yes okay this is what i was thinking because I've told you I t- used to take pole dancing classes and it really did help me tap into that part of myself in a way that was just for me. Yes. Right? Like, and I mean, so the classes I took were S-Factor, which is like low-key culty, but it really is, it's about the divine feminine and it's S-Factor because of a woman's curves. And it is very much about like tapping into your inner goddess, like all of this, like, okay. I'm but- so here for that. If there was an S-Factor, I would join. Oh, my gosh. It, it it was very empowering. Some of their stuff is on YouTube. Okay. That's I have. Cool. Yeah. They, I mean, this was a long enough ago that they used to have a DVD of, like, the intro class and, like, the dance that you could learn when you took classes. Some of that stuff might still be on YouTube. But, yeah, this is what I'm picturing. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for that. I definitely want to look this up because that is what sex a is also like i just can't <laughs> i just can't i mean i just like yesterday i was there and i did like a little like instagram video of dancing and then the person at the um at the front desk I w- they were like hey can you tag us and i was like oh yeah i'll totally tag and then i had forgotten how to say sex a because i like never say it anymore and she's like yes. sex a and i was like <laughs> yeah that's that that i'll tag you <laughs> and she was like yeah Tag sex hey. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you do again? I'm the marketing director for sex hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was real fast. Pretty, pretty <laughs> short. And I was like, okay, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Okay. So challenging narratives that other yes. people have about you. I mean, I actually think a lot of people, I think everyone honestly has so many stories though about like the overt comments that are maybe Mm -hmm. not necessarily meant to be mean, but are, they're there. And they're kind of, if you really think about it, they're, I mean, at least for me, like they're somewhat common sometimes. Sometimes I agree with them and I'm fine with what people say, but it's also just like, it's just a reflection of someone reflecting back to you what their internal experiences of your, I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. It is very strange. And I think also sometimes reflects other people's fears and anxieties. And there's also that element of like, how dare you do this new thing? How dare you not not be exactly the same person that you've always been? Because I'm full on committed to being the same person forever. Like, I do think there's some of that. Like, sometimes people say mean shit because they're that's the mean voice in their head that's really saying to them, well, Karen's doing this new thing. You never do anything new. So now we have to say something mean to Karen. Like, Aww. yeah, it's it's odd. That has happened to you. Oh, yeah. So- oh, oh, yeah. All <laughs> the time. All the time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, people projecting their weird shit. Like, when I launched Rebellious, the weird shit that people would say to me that I later had to unpack and just be like, okay, that is not mine. That is not mine. That is not mine. This like borderline mean thing that someone said to me 
actually not mine, not meant for me, meant for that person. They decided to say it to me, but it's not mine, right? Like I, I feel like there is a lot of that in the world and I have tried to move away from people who do that all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm so sorry that you dealt with that. Like to do something that is so courageous, like putting something like rebellious into the world and like entering your zone of genius as the person who creates that, like it's just, that's it is. It's entirely a reflection of their reality and their fear and their insecurity. And like, you're not, bonding over being small together so w- they're alone on their small teeny tiny sad island they're mad about it boom that is a mic drop yes exactly Oof. i so get that though i also like i've experienced similar things and it's like i also like i guess it's interesting because this conversation i i originally had thought like oh this is what everyone thinks of you but then it's also like like the narratives that everyone has about you like very generally but it's also very interesting to think about like what certain people like the narratives that certain people have about you and there are some people in my life i have a few people who are just i mean you're one of them who are so beautifully expansive and loving and inclusive to me and like excited for me when I you know do things that I'm excited about and like I mean I feel like it's just it's so nourishing to me to have the reflection back from those people of like oh that they see me as someone who is actually someone who who I want to be like every day which it doesn't always happen but you know but then it's interesting because Every once in a while, it surprises me where I'm around someone who does know me for a while or who has known me for a while and their their vision of me is completely different. And it's like what you're talking about with the rebellious naysayers. It's like, oh, that's maybe not what everyone thinks of me, but that's what that person thinks of me. And I don't really want to be around that vibe. And so I, again, with the conversation about letting people go. Yeah, man. Not everybody gets to be in your future who's in your past. It's just one of those things. I feel like as I've gotten older, yes, as we've talked about, like, I just realized like there are relationships for different seasons of your life. And some people get to be there through all of them and some people not so much. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like that's like, it's honestly still beautiful when it was good. Like that's good. You know, like it's, I mean, it might not have ever been beautiful, and then that's sad. But like, you know, like <laughs> right? I'm like, oh. Sometimes some... you look back and you're like, oh, that was actually really shitty. <laughs> that was actually really shitty, and I'm sad and angry about it, and that's valid too. And so, yeah. Oof. <laughs> oh God. Oh. I just really quickly. I know we have to go. Um, if you don't, time, yeah. If you don't follow the National Park Service on Instagram, do it. I swear, I'm going to make this relevant. I I just love them. The captions are like chef's kiss. They're so good. But today, one of the posts was my toxic trait is that I'm actually toxic. And it was like of a toxic like animal or plant or something. like. <laughs> That's amazing. And some people's toxic trait is that they're actually toxic. Like they're, I feel like what is coming up for me is like, yes, sometimes like we had this beautiful season together and like we have the memories and that's great. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, you were toxic as fuck. And I'm so glad we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I definitely have that as well. And that's also like, it's so amazing. Like, thank goodness that you're not friends anymore. If yes. It's like your life is happier, or I would assume, like, I, I definitely feel that from the people that I have let go. Yeah, totally. I also like 
this also makes me wonder the way like how do I show up to other people and how do I what are the narratives that I project onto other people and like you know I can only say that like it's easy for me to identify like what I project onto Tyler because he's so close um and I definitely do all the time like and I try not to but it's like I slip into it and thankfully he has like Jedi reflexes for that and he's like you're projecting I don't want to do that today and I'm like but you're always the and he's like no and I was like okay great like that's so like we're a good match in that way because he like keeps me in check and I I him but like I think that I definitely have that with people. I I try not to be a toxic person, but I do think that there are times where maybe I'm not super resourced and I do, I don't know. I hope I'm never the person that's like, oh, that's what you're going to look like when you're 90 in the corner of the bar. I'm never going to say that. I'm not a better person than anyone, but like, I'm never going to say that to someone or whisper it, you know, about them. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Wow. That is, um, that is some masterclass shit, Katie, to like, think about like, oh, we are also you and I are also doing that to other people. I I hadn't gotten there in my head. I kind of don't think that's that really we good. are Karen because I think we're supreme human beings. But I also <laughs> we're immune um, completely. Yes, but I think I might be at some points. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a really, really good question. Like, how are we showing up for other people who are trying to change and evolve and be different and? Are we supportive or are we seeing you in workout clothes makes me laugh? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If I knew where that person lived, <laughs> I like could not. Karen, I'm so sorry that that happened. Honestly, like it's that's really, okay. that's really shitty. That's shitty though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Like I definitely have I think also maybe I'm not saying it to people, but they know my energy. Like of like wait, why are you doing this? Or like, you've never done this? Or I don't know, like, but why would they like, and it's like, I think it, they can feel the energy. Energy is like, it's, you might not tell someone how you feel. Oh, they fucking know. They They do. Neither of the two of us have a poker face either. So no, you're totally right. Yes. But even if I live on the other side of a country from the, of the country from someone and like I haven't talked to you in a while and the last conversation wasn't so great. This is not at all factual. It totally is for someone in my life. But like they know I'm not sending like the best vibes and that's on me. Oh, shit. It's so hard when I'm not talking about other people. <laughs> anyway, on that note. So, yeah, this kind of went a little dark, but we went there. You did. Hopefully, uh, listeners, this was a helpful exercise. This two-part introspection was helpful. Yes, I hope it was helpful, too. I think it was really fun to talk about, Karen. I'm surprised we hadn't talked about it before, but I'm, like, thrilled that it's, like, there's a never-ending ocean of things for us to talk about, which makes me so happy. (laughs) Agreed. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.